It's summertime. The heat is in full swing and so is my AC bill. I make sure to keep my apartment cool, even if that means I have to run it up. But apparently, I'm not the only one who loves it in here this way. I currently have tenants who are not paying rent or my utility bills. Here in New York, where I live, I feel like every season ushers in its own bugs. Springtime, ladybugs. Summertime, ants. And yep, every year, at the same time, I find myself on Google and Amazon trying every new product or home remedy. But I just got put on to a pest control brand that can give me peace of mind when using it throughout my home. Meat Stem. Utilizing botanical extracts, stem scientists harness the power of Mother Nature and put it in a bottle to deliver a product engineered to solve any bug problem. While I'm currently using the Stem Bug Killer Spray, they also have a Stem Bug Killer Aerosol, a Mosquito Repellent Spritz, and a whole bunch more. At Stem, they believe that Mother Nature could teach us a thing or two. And let's be real. If anybody knows how to fight bugs, it's Mother Nature. Stem. Rooted in nature, optimized by science. Safe for use around people and pets when used as directed. STEM products are available online through Amazon and in stores at big box retail stores such as Walmart, Target, and even Dollar General or Walgreens. Visit stemforbugs.com to learn more and visit at stemforbugs on Instagram. Get yours now. Cartier, Rolex, Gucci, Prada, Jordan, Adidas, Bottega Veneta? At eBay, it's real, or it's getting the fake out. eBay's team of luxury authenticators are making sure you never get faked over again. Watches inspected by watch aficionados. Sneakers checked by legit sneakerheads. Handbags examined by handbag connoisseurs. And jewelry in the scope of expert gemologists. These authenticators are leaders in their fields with meticulous eyes, making sure your piece arrives as authentic as your style and worthy of your collection. As experts, they know the true difference between a real and a fake. Real carries that rare, distinguished feel. The weight of pure platinum, the exquisite scent of Togo leather, the tight stitching on a pair of dunks, the brilliance of real diamonds. So rest assured, your Rolex moves just like a Rolex should, and that colorway on your Jordan Royales will always be on point. The details, inspected. The fakes, rejected. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal with eBay's authenticity guarantee. Everyone deserves real. Visit ebay.com for terms. Welcome to Dear Young Queen, the podcast. I can't tell you if I get five hours of actual radio listening in per week. Because mm-hmm. I'm listening to the same songs that I like or a song that I find, whether yeah. it be on a podcast, whether it be from social media. Like I hear the 10 second snippet and I'm like, let me find like two weeks ago. I pumped um, Margarita 75 times. What is Margarita? What? Oh, my gosh. I don't remember the lady's name. She's a comedian. She's a give me one margarita, I'm going to open my legs. Give no, me two margarita, I'm going to give you some head. Give no. me three margarita, I'm going to put it in my puss. Give me four margaritas, I'm going to put it in my tush. You don't know the margarita song? I forget the comedian's name. She's funny. Give me a margarita, I'm going to open my legs. Give me some of that tequila, I'm going to give you some head. Lots of give freaking I'm going to put it in my puss. Give me one margarita, I'm going to open my legs. Give me two margaritas, I'm going to give you some head. Give me three margaritas. I'ma put it in my puss. Give me four margaritas. I'ma put it in my tush. Give me five margaritas. I'ma get some fun. Give me five margaritas. I'ma put it in your puss. Give me one margarita. I'ma open my leg. Give me two margaritas. I'ma give you some head. Give me three margaritas. 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 Give me three marg
Like she's been grinding for some time. She's I believe she's a podcaster. I know she has a lot of social content. Yeah. And this song was like a hit for two weeks. She probably got, you know, a hundred million streams. And now it's you it's over. Right. And and that's the crazy thing about music. But we digress. Yeah. Let's talk about some other things. Welcome back. Yes. <laughs> Welcome back to another episode of Dear Young Queen Work in Progress featuring me, Ashley. And I'm Estia Brown. I want to talk about the overall concept of Work in Progress just for folks in case this is your first time listening. Yeah. So Work in Progress is an opportunity for us to do a deeper dive into a topic discussed on Dear Young Queen, the podcast. And and to really kind of give some tools and, and some thought starters and uh, I guess deeper dive in general. I'm a licensed therapist, a life coach, overall interesting person, I'd like to say. So it's cool. But on this episode, I want to deep dive into you. Oh, wait, that's it. Whoa, 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 whoa. whoa. You got to pay for that. Are you going to give me dinner at least? <laughs> Maybe a drink. <laughs> I'm about to die. <laughs> why are you so fresh oh my god i am not fresh that's you this is a pg podcast otherwise no, we need to be rated r no, maybe kidding. rated mature today rated m like when did that come into to play i don't even remember ever seeing it in no, real life we had like it was either rated pg pg 13 or r r i think, I think m is just for porn mature oh, audiences I thought, I thought m meant like Maybe there's a little bit of violence or conversation. Let's look it up. Yeah. I mean, what are I've, the ratings? I've, I have heard of M before, but I don't know if they run in tandem with like I'm curious. PG 13 and R. Kids have new planets and stars now, so I'm sure they're the movie rating system. So, what does an M rating mean? It just says it contains mature content, not recommended for children under the age of 15. So, yeah, it runs in tandem with other ratings. Got it. So you can't just have an M. Yeah. So it'll be yeah, like, okay, that's okay. why I was like, I don't know. Is that porn? <laughs> yeah. and the, do you see where my mind goes? So who's fresh? Right. The dive in. I know. Who really is fresh? I know. It's been a minute. Oh, I'm about to dive in. This is amazing. Sound effect? Why didn't I have this sound effect earlier? You're too hype. I'm I, about to die. I wish people could see your face right now. You look like a three-year-old who just realized they could flip a cup. Oh, I'm about to die. <laughs> this is uh, so silly. Amazing. Oh, God sometimes just drops things right in my lap. Okay, got it. So... The ratings never changed. It is G, P, G, P, G, 13, R, X, and then and additional M. letters. Yeah, and M is included in that. M supports any of those main uh, care categories. M, M is a co-star. Got it. Okay. Supporting I like character. That. I love that for M. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, we're diving in. I feel like I'm so proud of you for not playing that sound effect again. Let's start with that. Don't do it. <laughs> I'm itching. I'm itching. I'm itching. I can't. Um, no, we talked about doing an episode where we dug into your first time and last time questions. Oh, I'm so with it. And I'm sure I know you just want good sex questions, but... <laughs> this is very PG-13. No M. Yeah, no M. Maybe. Maybe a little M. So... <clears throat> hit me. So on Dear Young Queen, we had an episode with Alexis, uh, actually the first episode, where she shared about her first solo trip. Mm. Um, Alexis is a big solar traveler, A, and B, she her, had this goal to hit 40 countries by the age of 40. Oh, 
That's impressive. And she did it. So she, I think, ended up making it to 43 by the time she turned 40. And so she had encouraged me to take a solo trip. And she explained everything that it meant for her and how transformative it was. And I explained how, like, I love the idea until I get there and I'm like bored. Bored. (laughs) (laughs) So I wanted to ask you, Tia, can you tell me about the first time you ever took a solo trip? Yeah, I took a solo trip because my health wasn't going that well. Mm. And I went to a doctor, an endocrinologist, and he said that I needed some vitamin D. You know, I live in New York. And he was like, you need a vacation. You're too stressed. Yeah. So a doctor recommended that I go on a trip, Mm de-stress, get some vitamin D like within a week because I was, my health wasn't doing so well. Like I was, I had like a ball patch under my eyes was like dark. I wasn't, I just wasn't well. Stress just uh, totally affecting your body. Yeah. And so I was like, all right, are you going to give me a note so I can get out of this really quick? Bet. (laughs) And so then I went to Jamaica and I'm a chicken. Okay. So I did an all-inclusive resort. I did venture off the resort during the day, but I mostly stayed in the resort. I literally baked all day in the sun. Mm-hmm. I, I remember I had a bikini on, a little fedora, and I like just set out and I read books. I had a schedule. I would go eat at a certain time. I would have, you know, a little walk around the grounds and then I would go to sleep early. I would venture off to the city with a driver and like, you know, go look at stuff, but nothing too fancy. I was bored. (laughs) I was. I was bored. Like, I'm like, who am I supposed to talk to? You know, what am I supposed to do? I didn't want to do a bunch of activities by myself. I also was supposed to technically rest, but yeah, I didn't hate it, but I I didn't need to stay for a week by myself. Like if, if it wasn't to recuperate, I wouldn't have done it a week by myself. Okay. Here's the question. Are you a talk to strangers kind of girl? I am. However, did you meet anybody there? Did you? Yeah, like, men talk? who want to want to hook up. I was there during the week, like like maybe a Sunday to Sunday. So you know, it's pretty empty except for for families and you know whores. So yeah. you weren't working, <laughs> and I was partnered at the time too. So I, you know, I wasn't there to meet with anyone. I have the fear of being bored. Mm-hmm. A on, on like a solo trip. And two, I do have real safety concerns. Oh my gosh. I was so scared of getting attacked, kidnapped, followed to my room in the corridor by myself. So that's part of the other reason why I didn't want to wander around at night by myself. And I'm like not a small woman. Like I'm 5'8", you know, I'm medium builds, but it's a real concern because people start watching. Even, even just being there, people will start saying, oh, you're here by yourself. You know, the servers start saying it. The guys who work the ground Who start work at the comments. hotel. One of the things that Alexis did share, make your reservation for two. Mm-hmm. Even tell the concierge at your hotel, too. Like, don't let anybody there kind of really know that you're alone or by yourself or don't know anybody that's there. Maybe venturing out to town isn't the best thing and staying at your hotel bar is the best place to go on a busier night. Maybe, you know, she shared d- different tips and things like that. It's amazing to me how as women, we're always thinking about our safety first and we have different checks and balances that we put in place. Like for me, I was like, okay, going to the city won't be so bad in the day. 
but at night, yeah. you know, <laughs> I was like, it's, it's a little different, you know, but some people would be like, no, just stay on the grounds. And I remember when I initially left, I'd said I wasn't going to leave the resort, but I had to. Yeah. Because I was bored. Get the it. Like what? I was like, I'm supposed to stay on these five acres the whole time, you know, especially because I'm a city person. Yeah. So I needed to get out. I I just don't have the balls for it yet, but I do know that, you know, if you don't find time to take out for yourself, you will have a full prescription for a solo vacation. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I mean, sometimes you need time to just kind of figure things out and not be responsible for anyone else. So it was good in that sense. But yeah. So, it, I mean, it's kind of anticlimactic. It wasn't an adventure. It was for resting recuperation. But I did enjoy it. But yeah. I, I don't have to ever do it again. You're not like looking to plan the next solo no, trip. Like who cares? Yeah. I'm not going to lie though. I envy it because I do think that there is something beautiful about people who really just enjoy the time to themselves. I said this on the episode though. The peace that she gets to experience away from her home with her children and her mother and everyone else that's there. When she gets to like do sheet angels in a bed by herself in mm-hmm. another country. I can do that. Every day. Yes. Yeah. So there's not as much appetite for solo travel when I live as a solo traveler every day of my life through my neighborhood. I was thinking the same thing. You know, I think what you need is based on your life phase and Mm -hmm. the other identities that you're holding. So when you're a mom, you've been partnered for a long time. You're in that sandwich generation and you're taking care of a parent. Like your time is never your own. But if you are a person who has more of your own time, that solo travel may not have the same meaning. That said, even a single person can learn lessons from solo travel. So I'm not saying that, you know, you can't benefit from it. But I know personally that wasn't something that was on my list. Yeah. Um, What else we got? So first solo trip was to Jamaica Mm -hmm. prescribed by the doctor's orders. Yes. I would like to know about the last time you took a vacation. Oh, my goodness. I have not had a vacation in a very long time. Years. Are you a bad vacation partner? I'm more of the girl who's had or woman who's had partners who don't really vacation that much. And I've taken more vacations with my friends than partners. So it's been a while. Mm, You need to find up with that partner that can't swim. It's no fun. (laughs) Listen. I am not a swimmer either, but I am actively in swim lessons right now. I'm in lesson 11, (laughs) but I've taken swim lessons on many occasions. This is the first time that it's actually like sticking or floating, (laughs) but no, I'm actually a really good vacation. (laughs) It is kind of appropriate, but I, I'm very happy that I'm making some progress and I think that it's a a great life skill to have. And I feel like I don't want to be that stereotype, you know, of a person, a black person who can't swim, especially when I've had all the opportunities to learn and I've just been a chicken, Mm. you know, it's not even like, oh, hair or financial situation. I couldn't learn. It's more like I was scared. A real fear. Yeah, like I was scared. Okay, so you do know, though, like the moment you can swim is the moment that you have to get a vacation together. I need to find the bay for the vacation. (laughs) There's nothing spicy going on right now. My dating life is going 
35 miles per hour in a 55 zone. It's a little slow right now. It's a little slow. Oh, that's the problem. You holding the rest of us up too. Yeah, I, I got some <laughs> options, but you know, there's no there's no one in the lead. There's no one in the lead. Send me a give. Well, me a are you on, what are how are you on the apps? Like most of the people that I've dated, I've actually met on apps. I am technically on the apps right now, but I'm on a little bit of a pause. I guess I look, but I don't buy. Bays and vacations don't necessarily have to actually be in bay position yet. I don't even like anyone enough to go on vacation with. I know you're going to figure out if you like them when you're there in the sun with like alcohol and in a good mood. Right. It's a lot easier to figure out if you like someone when you're like when I'm drunk. Yeah. And like happy and in the sun. Maybe it's a quick getaway to the Bahamas or it's a quick getaway to Mexico or nothing that has to be too deep or whatever. But you can go away and figure out in that moment if this is a vacation that will turn into something or not. I want to go on a vacation with someone that I don't know I like. I don't even want to be obligated to see someone for two hours, much less two days of going in and out. Now, sometimes you have chemistry with people, mm -hmm. right? And if you have chemistry and you're like, F it, let's just do it. That's different. Okay. But for someone who I didn't have chemistry with, I don't want to be stuck with you for two days. And I don't want you to be stuck with me. What I am saying in terms of this is everyone's time is valuable, right? Uh -huh. <laughs> and similarly to, I don't want to be subjected to having to spend time with someone that I don't like. I, I don't think, like, a guy might not like me. Like, I wouldn't want to be feel obligated to spend 12 hours out of 48 hours of our time together because we were on this trip. I would just want a little bit more vetting. I just don't want to be obligated to be with anyone. This is better. We have a group of friends mm -hmm. and for a couple, two of the guys and two of the girls are like, yo, Tia got to meet so-and-so. Tia got to meet so-and-so. I've done it a thousand times. I would do it. You would do that if, yeah. as long as other people, without you having that instant chemistry or spark or whatever, they're like, yo, Tia, try this. I would go, I've gone on blind dates. Before. You have. You yeah. would do something. I've gone on blind dates. I've every kind of role has tried to set me up. Yeah, Friends, yeah. aunts, you know, over the years. Yeah. So it's not an issue. I'm not against meeting people. I'm I'm actually rather social in that way. So that's not an issue for me. Yeah. I just think like I've been on vacations where I have my own room. I've been on vacation vacations where like we have plans at at one to go do this, to go to the museum and go wherever, but from seven AM when I woke up till twelve I was maybe in the gym or I made a spa appointment or, you know what I mean? Like you're not, but, let's have to be up under somebody the whole time. Yeah. But if, if we have separate rooms, that's not a vacation. If there's chemistry, you end up in the same room by day two. But, but that's not, that's still not a vacation. That's, I went on vacation with someone and we ended up hitting it off or whatever, but that's not starting out as a vacation. A vacation is someone that you have a connection with, a, a defined relationship. It doesn't mean that you're exclusive, but you're going with the intent of booing up over the that vacation. Mm. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that if you both agree to it. I've, yeah, I've yeah, had yeah. people, you know, fly me someplace to meet me. I've done that. But I would not classify that as a vacation. The same freeness that you got on a plane to go meet a stranger mm -hmm. is the same freeness instead of getting on a plane to land in their personal city, you land in a Warm Island instead of landing in Atlanta. It's a date. It's not a vacation. You're saying it's just yeah. A date. I'm just saying oh, okay, it's not okay, a vacation. Okay, okay. Like I haven't been to Cabo. I've been saying you know I want to go there. If I met someone or was connected with someone, like hey, let's meet in Cabo, and we thought it was cool. Like yes, we can have separate rooms. I'm fine with that. But that's not a vacation. You're just not calling it that. We went on a date. 
Oh, okay. And our date was in Cabo. Okay, all right. No vacations, I'll, but you'll take a datecation. I'll take a vacation with my bae. Okay. And I'll go on a date with someone who isn't. I think shirtless 40-year-old men don't really get you too excited. <laughs> I'm being an asshole right now. No, you. I'm. I'm joking. What I will say is, they said that about a 40 year old woman. We'd be hot. We would be, but they say it all the time. They do. So it is what it is. Walgreens knows you need your medications, but sometimes what you really need is a prescription for more time with your family, or friends, or just more time to do what you want on a Saturday afternoon. That's why Walgreens offers same day prescription delivery to where you are. So you can get more than just your meds. You can get your prescription to save time at the pharmacy. And when you have pharmacy questions, which let's face it, we all do, Walgreens will be there for you with a helpful 24-7 pharmacy chat. So when you need to know, which med do I take before bed again? Or is it safe to have a glass of wine with my prescription? You can ask a Walgreens pharmacy expert that question, no matter where you are or what time of day it is. And that gives you more than just answers. It gives you your prescription for peace of mind. Delivery is available on eligible prescriptions only. See details at walgreens.com forward slash prescription delivery. Tia, who's the first person that you talked to today? Oh, my friend Barbara. So I have a lot of great girlfriends and then I have some that, you know, you have different rituals with. So Barbara is one of my friends who I have like a more significant daily ritual with. We talk most days, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. she annoys me. I annoy her. We argue. We argue like all the time. Yeah. <laughs> like literally the other day we were arguing with each other on a walk and then we stopped speaking to each other. And then we went to breakfast with her husband and I was like, all right, I'm tired of being upset. Can we go get our nails done? <laughs> and it was over. <laughs> You guys are like more like sisters than you are friends at this point. I feel like a lot of my friends, it's it's definitely because I've known people for so long. You know, you have deep connections with them. Yeah. So it's cool. Yeah. Well, what prompted me wanting to ask that question is I read uh, a meme or maybe it was a short article. She said, my grandmother and her best friend text each other a thumbs up every morning. <laughs> we still here. To let each other know that they made it through the night. Yeah, we still here. Right? <laughs> And I thought that was amazing. I love the sense of humor because you have to laugh at this journey called life. So I so appreciate that. Right. In that sense. And then I thought about it and it also kind of got really dark because I'm like, you know, what if I started that tradition with someone and they just like woke up and forgot or woke up and got busy or woke up and whatever during that day. I would be panicking, calling, blowing them up, stressing that they died because I didn't get my thumbs up that morning. But Ashley, the stakes are different when you're 80 than, you know, in your 30s. It's part of your routine. It's part of feeling connected to someone and something in a different way. It's like some part of something that you're looking forward to because you're like, I'm important to someone. We made it. Like, this is also funny. Like, I think that it's becomes part something that's different, you know? I just read that article. I thought it was the cutest yeah. thing ever yeah. until I started panicking, which is right in I my... I think that it's okay. Like, we're all going to die. And I think that it's it sounds cliche, but it's true. It's like, you're going to die. So let's just make this journey as good as it can be. Girl, we here. We here. Let's go. What are we doing? We going for a walk. It really blows my mind when people say that so casually. I've experienced <laughs> death in a way that I think most people have not. 
So for me, I, it's either you panic or you accept it. And then I don't want to live in anxiety. So yeah. I've accepted it. You can't control the journey. I, I struggle to say this fear out loud and fear that God will make me confront it. Mm. Well, God already knows. I know. So I know. Don't worry about that. I know. And I'm trying to start to slowly break out of even the fear of giving it life. Mm. I don't know. I struggle with that and I didn't want to get morbid. But once I really dug into what that lighthearted, beautiful first person you talk to every day mm. moment, I was like, oh no, this is scary and weird and uh, I could get bad. Let's encourage you to embrace the fact that the only thing that we know for sure is that we will transition. And so that's why you try to be joyful. That's why you show appreciation to the people that you care about. That's why you create great memories. That's why you take care of yourself because our time is limited. That's why we try to accept our powerlessness because the more we hold on to it, Mm -hmm. the more of a struggle it becomes. It's just not real. Mm. Okay, 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 let's, okay, okay. Let's so talk let's about go, something yeah, 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 yeah. Let's because go. this is really heavy for Ash. It is. It's so heavy. I'm not good at dealing things with things like this. This episode of Dear Young Queen is brought to you by McDonald's. When you were a kid, nothing was better than getting invited to a birthday party at Mickey D's. And now, McDonald's is bringing all the nostalgia and inviting us to a birthday celebration for Grimace. June is Grimace's birthday, and you can now order the Grimace birthday meal. It's your choice of a Big Mac or a 10-piece McNugget and fries. Plus, McDonald's is celebrating by giving Grimace his very own shake. Order Grimace's birthday meal and you get his birthday shake. Don't be late to the party. This deal is for a limited time at participating McDonald's. Um, I want to know about the first time you flew on an airplane. Oh, um, I was in kindergarten, so are you five? Mm-hmm. I went to a family reunion in the Bahamas. Do you still have family reunions? We haven't had one in a long time. Us either. But um, yeah, I remember my mom was in in her 20s when she had me. So uh, some of the kids went with the grandparents and the 20-year-old moms went on their own flight. Uh, <laughs> so I was, uh, and I stayed at the hotel with my grandma, and the twenty-year-old mom stayed at another fire. crappy ass hotel. <laughs> and I remember I went to go look at, you know, like to visit my mom and aunts at the hotel, and I was like, "Oh, y'all hotel is bad." Yeah, like they didn't have. I remember they didn't have water in their pool, <laughs> and I was. We were staying at like some nice, you know, family resort. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, let me go back to my room." So I remember that. I loved it. The reason why I wrote this question down is because I was curious if you had done like family trips when you were young. All the time. My I grandmother got... was a big family trip planner. Mm-hmm. So we, we did local vacations. We did, you know, vacations to other places. We always, we always were doing something. I was on the phone with my homegirl this week who was in Ohio with her nieces at Cedar Point. What is Cedar Point? I love that you asked this. I got great joy when I saw her tag Cedar Point because I'm from the Midwest. Mm-hmm. Cedar Point is like an amusement park, water park thing in Ohio. So it's kind of like Great Adventures. Yeah, a version of it. And so we got to talking about all of the like family trips and little things that you do when you were young that now if you were an adult and tried to take your kids or nieces or nephew there. How much money it would be? That part too, but also how you wouldn't want to go there. The sacrifices the adults <laughs> made for our joy. Yes. So like... Have you been to a Great Wolf Lodge recently? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so 
so I've never been to Great Wolf Lodge. Of course, because why would you? Yeah, but <laughs> we would go someplace comparable in like upstate New York when I was a kid. What was it um, called? Do you remember? It was, it was called Green Acres. And, and we went to one in the Poconos as well. So yeah, it's just funny when you're young, you're like, oh, I'm on, I'm going on vacation. And then you realize as an adult, when your kids want to do it or your nieces or your nephews want to do it. And you're like, this sucks. Like, I do not want to be here with a hundred screaming kids with snotty noses and wet feet and da, 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 da. Like, it just, it was so, we had a good laugh. Well, you see why the adults smoked and drank. Yes. And if you had a parent who did this, you also have to be grateful because unless they were, you know, well-to-do and, and or had their own business, this was a financial sacrifice and a time sacrifice because you only got two to four weeks vacation mm-hmm. a month. I mean, a year. And you're using this to take your kid to, you know, whatever place. So and kudos to the parents who who understood the value and who had the resources to do it. Yeah. Or or scrape together the resources. Yeah. Like, because mm-hmm. I, I would argue that many of them didn't. But we had these awesome experiences where we were all the cousins to one room. And, you know, mm-hmm. just like we had tons of trips like that. Too, just ones where you drove, ones where you flew, like just all of that it was a good little a, a little memory moment. Um, to have. And that's what a lot of these first time and last time questions are. People, especially in the day and age of podcasting, were like shock value is everything. And you want to hear all these wild stories, but it's like, no, actually it's the small little moments, like the first time you, or the last time you, that really send you on your own personal memory lane. Yeah. And I'm going down one right now because that trip to the Bahamas is when I got my fear of water because I fell, was pushed into a pool at that resort at five. And I was like, ah, and I was like, never again. Interesting. Yeah. I had amazing family trips growing up. So yeah. Um, When is the last time you disappointed someone that you loved? Wow. Mm -hmm. That's a really interesting question because sometimes the times that you think you disappointed someone isn't the time that they were most disappointed. Ooh. Um, But... I will say I've disappointed many people, and <laughs> as I as I too have been disappointed, right? But I have, right? I, I just think that's real. I'm I'm trying to think in my okay. I was in a relationship many years ago, and this was a disappointment that sent me to therapy. Mm. I was not able to show up in that relationship as a good partner. I'll just say it point blank: like I was fun. I was attentive, but I was emotionally unavailable and sexually not really connecting, right? And he was hurt. He felt rejected. He felt unliked. And I know it was really disappointing for him. It was hard. Mm. And, And I was sad because I actually really loved him. I just was in a space where I had been going through some things. Like I'd been mourning some losses. I hadn't really dated anyone seriously. And so I didn't show up in a way that that I was proud of. It was my best at the time, but I know it was hurtful. And so I think that was a big disappointment because I loved him. I know that he loved me. Did he ever vocalize? Yes. I'm sorry. <laughs> Let me ask that again. He did. And I agreed with him. I was like, I know I'm right now I gotta do some work and I I went to therapy and I worked on it and the relationship dissolved like right before I went to therapy 
And I told him that I went to therapy and I tried to, you know, do a comeback, but it was, then it wasn't a good time for him because he was going through some stuff and he didn't want to try. So, but yeah, I, I disappointed him. I was sad about it. And um, it's not a regret because I did my best. I feel like when you do your best, there's nothing else you can do. I was just not in a good space. It makes me think about the episode when we talked about Safiya's episode mm-hmm. and the importance of either putting in the work before you you date someone else versus working through some of those things with someone else present. It's so hard. And it sometimes... You don't even realize how much work you need until you get into a certain space. And I, and I would say that was one of those scenarios for me. Like I thought, you know, I had done some therapy. Like I had I'd lost my mother. I'd done some therapy. And I was like, you know what? I'm ready to start dating, seriously. And the way he showed up was what I wanted, but I could not reciprocate. And when when you say you're not, you didn't show up, as a good partner. Mm-hmm. What are examples of that? I wasn't affectionate and I wasn't emotional and he wanted an emotional connection, mm. a healthy, normal emotional connection. Um, I wasn't open emotionally. Like even though our friendship was growing, our I wasn't nurturing the romantic part of our relationship, mm. even though I wanted both. But every time he was bringing up like us being more serious and going to the next level. Like I was having little meltdowns, but it was real. Like I, I had been sad and sometimes you mask sadness in a lot of different ways. At Mm -hmm. the time I I was just like, Oh, this is moving quickly. But it wasn't that it was that I, I just wasn't emotionally ready. So I went to therapy. I went to three different types of therapists. Mm. I went specifically to a male therapist. Mm-hmm. I went to a relationship therapist and I went to a sex therapist. So I was like, I to get all this shit together. And, you know, it really helped me. Did and they it, ever offer conflicting advice? No. Really? No, everybody was saying the same thing. And, and I knew it too, right? But you, sometimes you just need a place to be okay just speaking. And, and I needed to not be in a situation where I was like pressured to perform. The hard part about trying to change while you're in a relationship is that a person holds you to the old standard. So when I was trying to change in the end of that relationship, he would be like, oh, you're being awkward or, oh, you're just doing this because this is what I want or, oh, you're forcing it. And it's like, no, like I was up and I'm working on it. And yeah, it might feel a little robotic, but this is what I want. And I have to practice doing it. Mm. Are you okay over there? The last thing that you hit on this just is like a whole other conversation is people holding you to the standard of of another version of yourself while you're working through it. Yeah. I think I'm guilty of holding people accountable like that. Yeah. So that was just a thing that hit me. You can't yeah. force people to work through their trauma at a, at a speed that works for you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? All right. Be happy with the change. And, and maybe you're helping someone grow. Yeah. You know, so it's hard. So, yeah. But I would say I've just been on the, I just, I saw myself as the other, sh- with the yeah. other shoe on as you were explaining your side of it. Yeah. But interesting. Well, Tia, I like this little break. You do? A break from talking about episodes. I think this is a good stories. exercise for me because it really pushes me. I'm a very private person mm. and I'm used to being the person that pulls, pulls, pulls. Yeah. So that's why, like, even when you see me hesitate, it's like, okay, do I want to say this? 
Yeah, you have you to know? think about it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like um, good break, but let's jump into some some more of these past episodes in the next few weeks. I'm with it. Can't wait. I'm excited. Until next week. Bye. Bye. You know where to find me <laughs> at Dear Young Queen on all platforms: Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, all those things. I'm Estia Brown, a licensed therapist and life coach with Ready Set Grow. You can find me at. Tia Brown Talks on IG or at rsg.therapy on IG. And of course, you can go to rsgtherapy.com. Tap in. This episode of Dear Young Queen was brought to you by STEM. Visit stemforbugs.com to learn more.